Thank you all for tuning in to the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. want to give a big shout out to all of our sponsors. Derm, dude, hit them up for all your beard, body, and tattoo needs. Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Diesel Crate, uh, Knife a Month Shop, hit them up on Instagram. Uh, also, uh, Jerky Club, we just signed them up yesterday. Nobles Networking, and our management company, Red Circle. I've been doing this a lot lately, and I've got a little bit of a buzz. I'm kind of tired. Uh, today is one I've been wanting to do for a long time. I have four of Nashville's finest in the room with me, uh, and I cannot wait for y'all to hear them. This is going to be the first all-woman show that I have done, and uh, I'm very nervous. Uh, I'm scared I'm going to get a lot of shit thrown at me today, to be honest with you. Uh, I talk a lot of shit, and this is this. I'm scared. I'm very, very scared. Uh, I want to start off by introducing to y'all one of my faves I've had on the show, and she's back, uh, Miss Brianne Young. Thank you for coming back, sweetie. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited to see you here. Uh, next to her is Miss uh, Miss Kimberly Atwood. I've heard a lot of good things about you. It, it's all lies. I, ho- I hope it ain't. Thank you for having me. <laughs> hope it ain't. Next to her is uh, is Miss Kaylin Robertson. Well, thank did you I for say having it right? me. Yes, you did say it right. There's no T, and you you did not stick them in there. So I was pretty sure good. I was going to mess that up. <laughs> Off to a good start. <laughs> and also, one of my other favorites, thank you for not looking homeless today, Miss Kate <laughs> Hastings. Yes, uh, the artist formerly known as Kate Hastings. <laughs> I don't even know why the fuck I asked you to do this. Um, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I, That's a fact, though. What? That... That was formerly my artist name. That was formerly your artist name? Or Yeah, but I'm moving into a new phase called Hasting. Just Hasting? Yeah, because my dad's dead. Okay, Prince. Um, what? That throws me off every time you fucking do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. You got to get better at your... Podcasting. I know, that's why no, I'm good at I this. I thought I was being an asshole. That's why I literally just laughed because that's did what my you, best friend does that to me all the time. No, I don't. My my grandpa <laughs> so died Christmas morning, and if I told that joke, I'd be over fucking crying. <laughs> well, I feel like if you don't laugh, you'll cry, and I use humor a lot to get right. by. Well, you're, you're, I don't know. You're colder than I am because I can't do that shit. <laughs> I would be squalling. I'm just not good at it. I ain't a squall. I am intimidated. This is weird. I'm like I'm like looking for Blaine, or I'm looking for like one of my buddies right now to like lean on. You have four women in here drinking whiskey, just looking at you. (laughs) Well, actually, three also (laughs) sober. (laughs) Hey, thank you for the Woodford, by the way. You're very welcome. This is class. Oh yeah, Yeah. class. What did you? I wasn't gonna get y'all cheap shit. Well, I appreciate it. Feel like, and Kate's over here talking. To, you're talking about her not looking like the homeless one. I'm the actually homeless one. I live in my van. But so I, think I feel that's, that's not fair. That's not fair for you to be called homeless. Uh, okay, so I'll take that one for you. I have a, I have a, I have something I have to tell you. One while ago, when I was like saying I want people to talk about their backstories, that's what Lee had told me about you. That you had an amazing story mm-hmm. from where you came from to where you are now, and. Uh, Thank That's you, where Lee. I was. I, I, I was, paid Lee quite a bit I to was, say stuff about me. I was trying to like beat around the bush there to where I was like, tell me about it. Like, I want to know. <laughs> I wanted to know. I really, you didn't want to come out and say Yeah, I was trying to be polite. 
So I'm, so I'm That's glad why I had that Kate all queued up so down there to keep saying homeless, yeah. homeless, yeah. homeless. So I'm glad all, that you know music Kate's the Q queen. The I mean, I'm sorry, Hastings. So I'm glad her appearance reminded you of your living situation. I'm sorry. Uh, oh. But anyway, um, speaking of Lee, though, love that guy. Great guy. Same. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason I know y'all. Isn't that crazy that Lee Tucker is? Do you know Lee Tucker? I don't know Lee Tucker. You know, you know what also is the funny thing about it? He told me, because he, he's worse than a jealous woman. He, <laughs> he told me before I met all of y'all, don't hit on them. I don't know why he thinks that I'm going to hit on everybody that I come in contact up. He said, he said, Kimberly's married. Kate doesn't know how to put her phone on silent. <laughs> Whatever, dude. It's fine. It's fine. Is it 330? Is that that one? No, but can't. I'll let you know. You're the best. Thank Actually, you. you really are. For You were very, um, like, at the end of the day, you are a professional. Yeah. And I sometimes forget because we have such a back and forth. Yeah. But when I called you, I was like, I always forget because you were, like, so professional about me telling you I needed to take a very important call and that there was something I would appreciate not being asked about. Yeah. And you were just so, like... Just a regular suit and tie guy. And I was like, wow. I don't look like it. I look like a complete <laughs> asshole. I look like it. There's a reason why huh? I'm not doing bad with this. Uh, but no, it's funny. Lee has literally told me, don't flirt with them, whatever. And it's like, I'm not going to. I wouldn't ask y'all on the show. I'm, I promise y'all. Anybody listen to the show? I just did two shows last week, and they were called Am I Sexist? And I did them with women off my social media because I had got an email. Uh, one of the sponsors had got an email, and it was talking about uh, a comment that I had made or whatever on the show. And um, it was stupid. It was stupid. I have a 10-year-old daughter who is my best friend in the world, and I have a rule in life. I treat every woman the way that I would want my daughter treated because I believe in karma. If I do something stupid mm-hmm. now, it's going to come right back around and bite me in the ass later on in life. I just, I just believe that. Yeah. Now, I'm a single guy. I have fun. If I'm doing business with you or, you know, working together, whatever, I am so professional. It's stupid. I like the big brother thing. If you're just some random person on my social media and you're single, I'm single, I'm probably going to say some slick shit. <laughs> but if you just, you know, blow me off, that's fine. I can be nice. I can no, play nice. I feel nice. like I really need to meet Lee because he's like the one connection here that I'm missing. He's the mayor of Nashville. <laughs> I, if he doesn't, he ought to be. I knew he was keeping a secret from me, and I guess that's it. What is it? That he's, he's the mayor. <laughs> he needs to be. Mm-hmm. There's not anybody that doesn't love him here. Yeah. And you would think they would because he's an asshole. And he's just I, got that face to be on TV. and forever. He's just, Lee has a him. face to be There's, on TV? Everybody loves him. He looks like a big old teddy bear. You can't yeah. not love Lee. You I want to know what commercial or what program on TV Lee's face is made for. He's like, specifically, what commercial would you cast him in yeah. and go? I wouldn't put it in a box. You don't put Lee in a corner or Right, a that's true. You don't put baby in a corner. <laughs> don't put baby in Anyway. Uh, Miss Kimberly, I want to start with you, though, uh, all jokes aside. I would like to know a lot, a lot about your story, if you, if you don't mind. Kind of telling us, you know, how you got to Nashville and, you know, yeah. a little bit about you. All right. Well, um, I so yeah, I moved to Nashville, I guess it's been like right at five years now. November was five years. Um, 
I I had always sang around my town. I'm from the Ozark Mountains in Missouri, so not far from like the Branson area, um, Springfield, Missouri. And I had grown up singing all my life, you know, around town, as I feel like most of us probably did. You know, if you come from a passion in music, you sing around your town. Um, and I felt like I had kind of reached my limit there. I just wanted something more. I was really fascinated with, like, the songwriting aspect and um, the community in Nashville that was based around songwriting and lyrics and just... What I had seen and what I had heard, I had visited Nashville a few times, and I just always was sad when I had to leave. Um, so I made the move. Finally, you know, luckily my husband at the uh, at the time we were we were working at a company together, and um, I had just quit the job. He was still working there, um, and I was like, I, you know, I want to do this. I don't. I'm not being fulfilled. I I need to do music. You know, like put everything into this. And he's like, Well, if you're gonna do it, we have to do a hundred percent. Like, where you have to go now. So he really kind of gave me that push. I'm thankful he he left his job, started working remotely, um, so we could do this lifestyle. We moved to Nashville on um, the end of 2016. I didn't go anywhere here. I didn't know anyone. So I'm, and I'm naturally an introvert. So it takes a lot for me to to people, to be around people. So, um, yeah, I was just trying to get used to the town. Um, so a lot of that time I just spent alone writing, you know, I felt like I've made this move now. Like when I get out there, I have to be good. Like I have to have something to say, you know? So I just really worked, tucked myself away, worked on writing a lot. Um, then slowly, but surely I got, uh, more acclimated made a few friends, um, that I feel like really helped me um, and then something that happened was my husband has epilepsy, so had a little bit of a scare right after moving here. He had a major grand mal seizure. Um, in the past, he has had one of those, and he fractured his skull in three places from one fall and almost died. So I had a little bit of, like, PTSD from that. So when we moved here to Nashville, he had um, a big seizure. That kind of set us back. We had to go back to Missouri um, for a while, he had to change medication, be under like a close watch while he was in this transition. Just a really unstable time, and I was really sad because we had just finally got here to Nashville, and I'm like, oh, I'm having to leave, you know. So I went back to Missouri, and then he's like, you got to go. Like, you have to be there. I'm like, I agree. I need to be there. I need to be making some roots, some connections. I feel like probably with anywhere, um, but like Nashville is a town you have to build a community. You have to be here for a while, you know? Um, so I then just got in the car, started coming back and forth from Missouri like every week, making friends, crashing on their couches, um, which was a lot for me. I come from a small town to where like the thought of an Uber ride or an Airbnb stay terrified me. Like before I moved here, I was like, what? Like people do that and actually don't get killed. And so that was a big leap for me, but I learned a lot in that, um, in that transition. So yeah, 2017, almost all of 2017, I was driving back and forth every three or four days, meeting people, writing, networking. Then I'd drive back and then I'd come back, find somewhere else to crash. I'm very thankful I had a lot of people that extended a couch or whatever I needed, you know. And then flash forward, we moved back here to Nashville Stayed with some more friends, crashed on some more couches, saved up money, moved into our car at the time, which was a Yukon Denali, 
made that into like a camping situation, parked in Walmart parking lot in Brentwood because we are classy. (laughs) (laughs) So I was waiting for it. I was like, man, I hope this is a nice Walmart parking lot. It was the nicest. Like it was kind of like royalty. So the day started something like this. We'd wake up. I was working part-time at a chiropractic office at the time. This is 2017. Um, my husband would drop me off at this office. He works mobily from a computer. He would have to go plug in somewhere, so he would start his day at McDonald's. He'd go plug in, work for three or four hours. At noon, he would move to Chick-fil-A, and he would work there till 5. He'd pick me up from work. I would go do whatever writing I needed to do, whatever. You know, I'm still figuring out Nashville. I still have no clue about this place, but I'm trying. Um, And then at 5 o'clock, we would go to um, Culver's, which we were probably the youngest people there. And we would stay there till they closed and kicked us out. He would work. Culver's, it's like a drive-through burger place. This was all by, this is in Brentwood, you know. We are, again, we are top class. And so we would go that, we would work um, until they shut it down. We would go to Walmart, we'd park for the night, we'd walk around for a couple hours, get sleepy, go to the car, get cozy, go to bed, do it all again. That was 2017. It was a time where I was like, okay, I still don't know. I know a handful of people, you know, making some friends, making some connections, but I was really just trying to like save up money, put it because I knew I wanted to invest in a an EP or a project of my own. You know, I'm writing a lot. 2018, we I don't know if you want every year. I'm oh, going no, no, through no, like no, my I, I wanna know. I wanna know. I wanna <laughs> my timeline here. 2018, uh, we had saved up a little money. We moved into an apartment in Midtown, which was really nice, but that required me to like wait tables, you know, like work work my husband's working full-time and overtime um i'm waiting tables i'm playing downtown a little bit at some of the worst places i will not name they will remain nameless but i will never play there again um and i was playing down there and then i was waiting tables and did all that through 2018 2019 um connected with uh, the producer that I'm working with now during that time, and we kind of started on a project. Um, And it's taken a while to, like, come together, as good things do, I think. I'm not one that, you know, like, everyone gets, I can get very impatient. I think we all can with our art. But also, I've learned to enjoy, you know, the process. And that everyone tells me to um, trust the process, which if you're into Enneagrams, which I am, I'm an Enneagram 6. And the thing that they say not to tell an Enneagram 6 is to trust the process. (laughs) We're not going to skip past that. Hold on. What's the Enneagram? Did I I say it wrong? I really, I don't know the exact definition, but it's basically like, and help me out. It's like a person, it's like what your natural, it's a test you take and it tells you your natural personality. Like there's like numbers one through nine. You know, like the love language book. Do y'all want to know real quick what it actually is? Thank you, Kate. Please. I mean, just for the listener. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I heard the other day that a lot of people, even people that take it, have no idea. They're like, they have a misconception of what it actually is. So this will be a learning thing for me as <laughs> me. well. The Enneagram of personal, uh, a personality or simply the Enneagram is a model of the human psyche, which is principally understood and taught 
Okay, let's get a better. That was a very tough definition uh, to what? follow. Okay. You didn't want to read it. It was too long, didn't it? No. Yeah, I can't words. read that long. It had big the, words for it. You um, couldn't read the words. It basically well, breaks down your personality traits for different people so you can know how to deal with people that yeah. don't like you. Yeah, but I yeah. remember oh. saying that it's more... Someone was telling me the other day, and I had no idea uh, that it's more based on your motivation to why. So you keep talking. I'll look for like an actual... Okay, thank you, thank you. No, like, um, I don't even know like where to add that in. Oh, music. So then I started working in 2019, I believe, um, on... Uh, a project that is now flash forward to 2022 about to um, come out. You know, I don't know. I'm still working on specific dates, but we're wrapping up. Um, and so, yeah, during that time I was just writing and, you know, the transition I told you that I was had to make in 2017 when like my husband had that health scare and we had to go back to Missouri. So I was just like traveling back and forth, you know, every week. I look back now and I, I think that was really like a blessing in disguise for me because previously I'd been in such a creative rut. Like, I don't know, I'm sure all of y'all can relate. Like you go through times where you're like, you just feel like you can't create or like you can't write, like mm -hmm. nothing's coming to you. And, and that's stressful because as artists and creatives, we want to like, that's an outlet, you know? And it's like, if you lose that, like I can't do anything else. Like, like, I, I feel like I relate to my idol, Marshall Mathers, because he says, Absolutely. he says he can't do any, like, there is, all he could do was rap, you know, like, that was the only thing he was good at, so, like, that's what he had to do. I feel like that about, like, singing and songwriting, like, I can't do anything else, like, I, I failed in school, like, I, I was so bad in math that my senior year, my teacher, I finally got a D minus halfway through the year, and my my teacher was like, we'll let you, like, out of the class. Like, let's let you out while you're above an F. <laughs> no, this is a real conversation. And I was like, God bless you. So, like, I just couldn't do anything. I didn't fit in in school, didn't have friends, couldn't do anything, you know. So, like, writing was always, writing and playing music was, like, the thing I could do. Um, and so I went through, like, this rut before moving here where it's, like, I would sit down and try to write a song and like just nothing. Like I hated everything and and I think what the problem <laughs> the problem was I was hearing and this is not to dog country radio cuz I have I now have friends on country radio that I'm very proud of. Um but like it was at the time I was trying to like sound like what's on radio and like what I was hearing and it was like what was at the time was not me. And so then everything I was writing, I was like, this is crap. You know, like I can't, oh God, that was I can't I create anything, yeah. you know, and it's a terrible feeling. I was so discouraged when I first moved here because that was like in the wave of bro country. Yeah. And you're and like, so when I moved here, I was like, well, shit, I thought that we were going to sing country music when I got to town. <laughs> <laughs> and right. then, they were, and then like you, you said something about, you were like ready to write when you got here. I yeah. was not ready to write at all either. I thought they were going to roll out the red carpet and be like, let this bitch sing. I thought they were going to be like, God, I love her voice. We'll give her all the good songs. <laughs> I, didn't, I had no idea I had to write my own. Yeah. And so well, oh, that was that's cool. I, I didn't know that about you. That's insane. That was a whole learn. other little loop that I had huh. to. Well, thank God you figured it out because you're a hell of a writer. Yeah, you well, are. Thank you. Yes, you I are. think what's cool to note, though, is that even some of the best writers who whose journeys might have been maybe a little bit easier than people 
you know, who have it hard. I think that even those writers have times where they can't be creative. I know, I know a lot of them and it's kind of, it's just something that you have to deal with as a songwriter. And that's, what's hard is you get a pub deal and all of a sudden it's feel like you feel like it's your job to have to go in and and write every day. What does a publishing deal feel like? Well, I don't have one, oh, okay. but, uh, but I can just tell you from like writing with other people that have had pub deals, like I can tell sometimes if like they don't want to just go into an office every day and feel like they're working. Um, writing is something that takes a lot of creative energy and it's something that's different. Like there's, you, I'm sure you felt it, like there's titles and situations that come, just come to you in the song writes itself yeah. and there's no explanation for that kind of feeling. That's exactly, uh, that's good you say that, because flash forward, you know, after I finally found my footing and just was like, okay, this is how I write, this is what I'm feeling, this is what I'm going to write, you know. It, it may not sound like this, or it may not sound as good as this, but you the know. songs are probably better. But this know? is like, this is what is coming out, and yeah. I just started letting it flow out, and that's finally when I felt like, for the first time in my life, I found my voice, you know, Mm -hmm. and those are some of those songs, you know, when I was driving back and forth from Missouri to here every week, meeting people crashing on couches, which was terrifying to me because like, I, I just, I'm not that, I'm that person that literally thinks every day, like something's going to go wrong. Like, I think I'm going to die tragically. I think, I think the worst automatically, I'm very paranoid, very worried. So that I think was a growth period for me. And I found whenever I, I'm in stressful situations and I'm like just fighting to survive, then creativeness just flows out. So like on those drives, like specific memories on the drive from Missouri to Nashville, every other week I was writing a song in the car, you know, and those were the songs that ended up on my EP that's about to release. So it's like, it's a, time stamp in my journey here finding my footing finding my way which I'm still doing I don't know if I'll ever find it um but yeah it's just like just learning just kind of let just kind of letting whatever comes out comes out and that's how I feel about songwriting I really feel like you know sometimes you get like a great title and you're like that's a cool title I'm not really a title person like people Mm -hmm. some people probably hate co-writing with me because I'll get in a room and I'm like let's just feel the energy. Like, let's just, let's feel what happens and it'll flow out. Like, I really feel like there's been times in my life where like, I have no idea or anything. And then a song is just like ready to come out and it just comes out and it's done in like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Other times you'll sit on something for a while, but I feel like some of the best songs just like you're just there and you're just a vessel. And it just like, when it's time, it comes out and you were just the, the person it came out through, you know, like I feel like it just comes out of space well, it, or heaven or something. It's therapy and art. When we had the folks in here yesterday from Creative Vets, mm. like, that was one of the things that they were saying. Like it's not what they teach the, the veterans that come in there with mental health issues is they teach them how to do art. They teach them how to write music. They teach them how to do photography and everything. So I would imagine on those long trips back and forth when you were under all the stress and just all these things on your mind. It just got to a tipping point to where that's how you released it. And that's probably where your best stuff came from. I think you're right. You know, like I think about one song in particular. This is one, the only song I have out. It's called The Fall Song. Um, It's so beautiful. Thank you. I play it all the time. Man, shout out to Misa Ariaga because that song's all him. I mean, I wrote it, but like, you know, producing wise, 
Um, He's good, but you are <laughs> insane. No. I can like I've I think am I one of the only people that have heard some of the stuff? Maybe I really hoard my music <sighs> yeah. because. And that's probably annoying on me, but you feel like you hold on to it and it means so much. You're careful with who well, you so, let hear it. I'm so picky about it, too, and I'm so particular sure. about like getting it where I want it to be before anybody. Or yeah. I'll, I'll do that obnoxious, like annoying stuff. And I'm like, this isn't even mixed yet. Or like, this isn't. Like, oh, a <laughs> hundred. It's always going to be for me. Is that like, what you did this, to me on that song that I was asking you for? Uh, yes. I <laughs> used to release, and, and uh, Kimberly can vouch for this, like... I used to release a song a year because I was so particular about what, like, I created. Well, you know, they say, like, I, it was someone I was talking to yesterday was kind of saying, like, the industry standard right now with, you know, what do I know? But it's just something I heard was that a lot of people are having to release, like, at least yes. six songs a year because of Spotify and yeah. because everyone's attention span is not as long as it used to be they don't want to fall behind. with things like TikTok. So it's like you just have to keep releasing and all these big guys even, have, they have to do it too. You, you don't have a choice now. It's, yeah, it's, it's, just a, too, it's too saturated. I think it's, it's, a, so it's quantity so over quality. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I think it's so it frustrating because like, I remember when I was a kid, I would wait for like oh, the mm, Lori Morgan's yes. To like put out those records and the, uh, not even records, the cassettes. Yeah. That I would have to put in my little cassette yeah. player and like fast forward through my favorite ones yeah. to like get or rewind it or whatever. Well, I, but you listen to the whole thing because you yeah. loved the whole thing. Yeah. It's all good. I'm well, that's, yeah. well, that's what I miss too is like back in the day when you got an album, if you had to wait three or four years for the album to come out, the singles were good, but it was everything else on the album was better. Mm-hmm. Everything was good, and now I'm so glad you think that way because I agree. So, it's so reverse. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing with them having to rush it. Everything that you don't hear, there might be one or two other good ones on the album, but it's usually just kind of it's weak. I've it's really no, go weak. Oh, uh, I was just gonna add to that. I am so I'm like if I love an artist, yeah. you know, like I. I'm trying everything in my power to not even hear the little teasers on social media or anything because I want that physical album and I want to listen to it all the way through and give it my full attention. Like there's nothing better to me than like hearing an album in full for the first time and hearing, you know, start to finish. Um, And I love that. I I hate that we've kind of lost that, you know, and it's hard for me trying to break in. You know, this is my very first project since being here, you know, and I'm trying to deal with like, unfortunately, I'm having to worry about streams and all that. And I'm like, I can't even hardly grasp the concept of why people care about a stream, you know, like, that. I know yeah. that sounds stupid, but like, I just care about people hearing the music. Um, and it's unfortunate that for people to hear to m- hear the music, you have to be so particular with like streams and, mm-hmm. and playlisting and all that. Hey, if anyone wants to put Kimberly Atwood on a playlist in the future, please do. But, I got you. <laughs> but it's just frustrating. It's like a concept album and all that is really the art of it. That's yeah. why you have to do things like this. this that's yeah. why doing podcasts, that's mm-hmm. why doing things why your fan base gets to know you. Yeah. And they look for you. They find your art. Yeah. You, you have to because besides for it just being too saturated, there's just too much, you know, 
there's just too much trash out there, to be honest with you, in my opinion. Uh, I like a good bit of the stuff on radio, yeah. but in my opinion, the best stuff that is in country music ain't even in the top 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It ain't it ain't even close to it. And I, I and it's sad. Uh, I, I'm not going to talk about that stuff, though. I, I, was, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I made a promise to somebody not long ago because I got some buddies that are in that range. And I promised them that I was not going to be a dickhead about some of that stuff anymore. So I'm not <laughs> well, going to. I've even kind of like I've even kind of like mellowed a little bit over some of it because when I first moved here, I was just like George Jones and yeah, just you know, well, it, and I still am. But mm-hmm. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit kinder to the stuff that's on radio and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I've even realized it's not even always those artists that yeah. are pushing some of those songs that are just shit. Well, what happened? What happened to me was I got a buddy who got uh, a cut by somebody who I do not like the person's music whatsoever, but he got paid well for it. Right. And he <laughs> and he was like, "You can't bash this guy." That's what somebody told me. They yeah. Said, he was like, they put that "You check don't." In front of you yeah. and ask you to sing chicken fried, then what are you? Yeah. Doing? He's like, "You <laughs> might hate everything about this person and think his music is pop, but." I ain't got to pay my rent this year. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't have to struggle this year. So don't be a dickhead, please. Well, I, recently, I feel like like a lot of the award shows are starting yeah. to get frustrated with the whole, like, confusion when it comes to genre thing, too. Yeah. Like, I think I just saw an article saying that Casey Musgraves, they were, are, they were trying to take her off the board for country, for the country music category. Yeah. And I think it's like the industry doesn't know, know what to do with all of these different oh, genres that are coming out of country yeah. music. And it really is, it's becoming more and more isolated. And I think it's eventually going to be like how rock was at some point, how it became so like, all right, we have rock, but we also have, we have pop rock, we have punk rock, we have alternative, like that's how country is becoming. Mm. And it's just all going into one spot on the radio. And I don't think that's fair because I think, as a listener, I grew up on some older country, but I mostly grew up on a lot of pop country that was, it was already pop country, but to yeah. me it wasn't. Um, obviously, I've grown up and moved to Nashville, and now I appreciate the older country that maybe I didn't grow up on. But either way, I feel like it just needs to, you need to open up some windows and some different lanes because the fan base is different. You know, I'm not going to have, I'm a, I consider myself maybe a little bit more pop country, but my fan base isn't going to be the same as a Tyler Childers, you know? Um, and it's frustrating that it all just funnels into one spot, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's fair either. I don't because I don't think there's nothing wrong with what. If you like pop country, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, right. I mean, they I mean, there's just, nothing wrong with it. They if you just like, slide the shit me I like, over into yeah. Americana, like yeah. with Connie Smith, where that yeah. it all went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bye, Brianne. I'll see you later. <laughs> what I I like will say that I think is a little bit refreshing about today, and. Um, you know, a lot of people disagree with me. The only cool thing that I can see about, like, the internet being so, such a part of, like, the way we reach fans now and the way that we're putting songs out is, um, you know, if you really study radio and the history of radio, um, there was, like, not, and there was, like, very little, um, fan involvement in what went out like you know i mean like just you know just read a little bit about the history of radio it was very very and it still is you know um not a lot was left to chance and um one time a producer told me you know with uh millions of dollars 
why leave it to chance? And so the cool thing about the internet that I will say, and I will give it credit for, is that it has taken that portion out of it. The gatekeepers are a little less in charge. And like, you Mm. know, I mean, I write for Priscilla Block and I'll forever be thankful that that gate wasn't in place because Mm. that has changed my life. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of cons, but maybe that's the one pro is that, you know, we are able to decide and hear and get to hear, like, we don't get, we don't have to hear the richest person in the room that could afford to play the game and do all of the things because it does, you know, I heard when I first got here, they were like, you know, the way to make a million dollars in country music is to start with three. (laughs) And that just like (laughs) broke my heart as a kid because I was like wow that's really scary so I think that's that's the only positive if there is one well this is not an even playing field and there's never gonna be it's either anything it's either you fit an image and they're gonna push you and it or you don't it doesn't matter how good you are uh it took who Ashley McBride's one of my absolute favorites and it Mm -hmm. took her forever but she's just so damn good she could not be denied. Yeah. You had so many people that were like, if you don't pay her attention, you're a moron. Like when you have so many artists that are pushing her, you can't deny her. I think that you probably had record mm-hmm. labels saying, we don't want to touch mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think you had them. Otherwise, there's no reason why people didn't know her. That She should have been on radio way longer than what she was. Chris Stapleton, same way. Yeah. It took him way too long. There's mm-hmm. several folks like that. There's people that I've heard around here in the past. I've only been coming to Nashville for two years, two, three years. Um, coming up here with Lee because I ain't know nobody up here. I didn't, I didn't know anybody even though I was in country radio. I didn't have buddies up here close mm-hmm. to people. But coming up here, there's folks that I've met in the past couple years and got close with. And when you hear them, you're just like, how is that there but this isn't? Like, it doesn't make sense, but then you look at the whole picture. Somebody says that that's more marketable than that. They think that there's a dollar sign behind that. Mm-hmm. I kind of think what you said with the internet is about right. But with all the social media platforms, you're finna see a whole different change of the wave. Like oh, a whole yeah. different change sure. of the guard. You're fixing to find people raising Grace Studios. <clears throat> it's fixing to find people to where we're finna teach people how to market. Mm-hmm. We're fixing to get behind people that actually have talent. And we're going to teach people how to market themselves. Like, I've made a living for six years off of social media and radio. And it's where you find your demographic, you stick with it, you keep pushing it, and you don't worry what the hell else. You don't look over there. If you have, me and you've been buddies for a little bit now. Uh, my social media is a joke to a lot of people. Yeah, I make myself like an asshole on there a Me lot. Too. A lot. <laughs> a lot. But you know what? I this, My show is successful. I mean, you, you do stuff for the people that are... Too many people make the mistake. You're never going to make somebody who doesn't like your sound or like what you do, you're never going to make them like you. Right. What you do is you play to the people that like you. Yeah. Yeah. And then more people are going to come on that like you. Mm-hmm. If you start playing and like, you know what, I'm going to change a little bit. The people who liked you are going to fall off. The other thing is there is no way to replace authenticity. And 
that is just, I see that more and more now where yeah. I feel like the artist is being embraced again, yeah. where for a while it was the singer, you know, and yeah. the person that could sing the best. And now you're seeing this person that's writing their songs, they're living their songs, and they just have an entire, like, I always laugh because to me, Kimberly, you're like the consummate artist because not only do I know how you sound, like the look matches the sound, matches the energy, matches the person. I'll go into Target or I'll go in somewhere and I'll always, I send you pictures of shirts that I know you would wear because that's how well, like, rounded your artistry is. Like, you are who you are and it's completely... It's full circle, and I think that's a really like cool thing that we're getting to see yeah. with the the internet age. Is this full like? You don't have to fake it to make it anymore, right? Yeah. It doesn't work it anyway. And the other thing that I'll say is, when someone gets a top ten or they get a number one on radio, like it drives me insane when we as singer songwriters sit and bash them no matter who it is and you're just like I can't believe this and I can't believe that and it's like I don't know about you but I have a lot of artist friends and this is the hardest thing in the world in my opinion to do I almost went to medical school my <laughs> under like my undergrad degree was very challenging this is like this will push you over the edge. It will make you question who you are. Mm -hmm. It will, like, they want to know about your family. Nothing is sacred. And so when those people get their top 10, I'm like, you know what, buddy? Good for you. You held on long enough just to, just to get that, I think, is, like, a little bit underplayed, even if you hate the song. Because it's like that person... I'm, I watch Priscilla's schedule, and I don't really believe that most people in the world could actually do what she's doing right now at the level that she's at even. And, and you watch as that grows, that's only going to increase. So I think there's like, there's an, there has to be some appreciation. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, it's all art. It doesn't, mm -hmm. you know, it may not be what you create. Um, you know, like I, when I moved here, to get to get back to that like I I finally got you know an apartment kind of found my footing here met a great group of friends it's probably when I met you Kate um you know Brianne shortly after I remember meeting Brianne and I can relate to this I'm not mad at you for this because I'm very much this way I've been told anyways I'm <laughs> like man she's good you know I like I heard you and I don't really go up to people it's not my style it's not because I'm better it's because I'm kind of I'm actually kind of shy and so I remember saying, like, oh, I, I want to talk to her. Like, you got done playing, and I was like, you're really good. And you're like, thanks. And then you, like, walked away, and I'm like, <laughs> but I was kind of like, wait, I can respect that because I'm the same way, you know? But it's also That's because. Dustin shit right there. But it's like, <laughs> shout out to Dustin. I love writing with Dustin. So true. But I respect that because I'm kind of the same way, and I have a very much, I feel like you do too, Brianne. I have a guard up. Oh. I naturally have a guard up. I don't All let just anyone in because it's... Especially if I don't know somebody's music or if I don't know what they're doing or if they just walk up to me and they want to, like, write or something. Half the time, I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Like, I have four people that I really want to write with all the time if I have time. 
and I work so much, it's hard to even, like, schedule and get to write with those four people yeah. that I really want to. So, like... Take a number. No, <laughs> I totally yeah. understand. I'm mean, but to strangers that walk nope. up to me, like, it shows like that. Yeah. Or, like... Well, you probably don't know their intentions, either. Yeah. You, you don't know. You don't know, like, yeah. I don't very, trust very anybody. Much. Yeah. I've been here, I have I been here 12 either. years, and I don't yeah. trust them. Well, yeah. you, you bring up a good, like, topic, too. I've, <laughs> I feel like I've, I've lived with other artists, and, and I'm dating another artist, and seeing everyone at different levels kind of puts a lot about this town into perspective. Like, when I first moved here, I was the girl that was being told no for, from certain people Same. that I really wanted to write with. And I think that everyone who is new here or is new to the process needs to understand that you're gonna, there's going to be people who tell you no. And not even... <laughs> someone told me the other day, they're like, since I moved to Nashville, I learned 5,000 different ways to take no because that's what this town is. We're in the South. No one's just going to look at you and say, I don't want to ride with you. I did not know where you were going to go with. I've learned 5,000 ways to take... <laughs> no. I was like, wow, okay, cool. <laughs> no, to, to hear no and accept it. And, That's what um, she said. <laughs> I had to. I'm glad you said it because I wasn't going to do it. Well, and even now. Man, I walked right into that. Hey. Even if there's somebody I want to write with, if they're like if they're like doing well or they've got something going on, I'm not going to try to go up to them and do that. You know what I mean? Especially, I, do it, I do it with the show all the time. I send you one yeah. message. I send you one message, even if you've been on the show before. I just know how busy people are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I learned a long time ago, they can still be your friends. They're just busy. Yeah. It's yeah. not that they don't want to. It's not if they completely ignore you. That's a whole different deal. If they don't talk to you in public or whatever, right. they don't got too big for the britches or whatever the deal might be. Send them one message. If they get back to you, they get back to you. Right. If they don't, they don't. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've all got friends that are that that are busy as hell. Mm -hmm. And I think the the yeah. moment you learn to accept that yeah. and think of it that way and it's really really hard we've all been there yeah. and you know i think once you learn how to accept the small knows and still be friends with those people and not take them so personally i think that's when you actually start seeing your own success and seeing your own growth there were people here when i first moved that i was terrified to write to ask because i knew that they were going to say no and ignore me and think it would be awkward when they saw me out like at a bar but over time, I just did my own thing, and the roles will eventually flip if you just focus on yourself and how you can get better, and then eventually that person who's telling you no is going to turn around and say, hey, I think maybe we should write. I think maybe we should write that song idea that you asked me about three years ago, and yeah. You just it, better yeah. hope Lee Tucker never has to tell you no. Or you never have to tell Lee Tucker no. It used yeah. to be Whoa. like uh, <laughs> when <Shit>. I... <laughs> it's just, uh, don't make him mad. Scary. <laughs> when I <laughs> when I got um, here, I remember always hearing um, like write with your peers. You know, y'all are gonna rise up together. And like when you first get here, you're like, I want to write with Shane McAnally, and you know, I want to write with like the, all these number one writers. And people kept telling me over and over again, you know, like write with your peers, write with your peers. You're gonna find your circle. You're gonna find your circle. And that used to be so annoying, and mm -hmm. I mean, everyone in here knows, like, my story and recent, like, l like what small success I've had, and the success came from writing with and finding my circle. Yeah. So it just, like, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to remember that when you're first head down because you're so hungry, <laughs> and you just want to know, like, you, 
you just want to do it so bad. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> I remember one of the, literally the first, uh, so in that period where I was, flash forward to now though, by the way, I'll wrap this up so someone else can get on their story. I am currently living in a van, but it's by choice, you know, it's because I want to invest any money I have in my music and so forth, all of that, um, and just a simpler lifestyle, I'm sorry, Nashville rent is crazy, like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to wait Girl, tables that many hours. Today. I yeah, was, I was looking at school buses today on Instagram. Oh, those was, are yeah, the yeah. school con- the school bus conversions are so cool. Right now, I'm in a minivan. We're converting an '85 Dodge, which will be a little cooler. But um, what I was just going to add to that fact, Kate, is like one of the first, some of the first friends I made was Priscilla Block and Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones is a dear friend. I remember. I think it was the beginning of 2017, I, you know, you're on Instagram and it shows you like it and it just pulls up random people, you know, and I heard Priscilla sing and I saw Sarah and I was like, I'm trying to meet people, you know, I'm really trying to like kind of connect with some, some people, write some songs or whatever. Cause I'd always been a solo writer and I still feel like, you know, I've really found to enjoy co-writing, mm-hmm. but I'm still find myself a a natural solo writer, you know, oh, I still, same, yeah. but I saw Priscilla and Sarah and I reached out, I, I sent them a message. And so flash forward, we connected, I went over to their house <laughs> and one day, and I'll never forget, like I, I met this. Priscilla and Sarah, <laughs> Sarah was there. <laughs> and it's just so funny because Sarah's one of my, my best friends now. Um, but I showed up at their house and we wrote this song. I think Priscilla was like on her period. So she was like not feeling good. Sarah had just taken a shower. Her hair was wrapped up in a towel. Like I have a vivid memory. And I show up in their house. We write this song. Um, and then we just became friends. Like Sarah and I connected instantly you know um just personality wise and then a little later priscilla and i connected she's very extroverted i'm more introverted um but finally we we found a common ground and she you know kind of pulled me out of that shell um but it's just crazy to see you know it's so funny because sarah told me sarah jones is now signed a publishing deal with sony mm-hmm. which is amazing you know she's She's one of the hardest workers I know. Yes, ma'am. Um, you know, she will, we all know she'll put in the time, you know, she's, she, she really puts in the time um, for her art. She's there for her friends, you know, she's been there for me when, you know, some of the hardest moments I've had in Nashville, you know, she's dropped everything and came and helped me. Um, so it's just crazy to think. But one thing she told me, she was like, when you showed up that day, besides Priscilla, you were my first co-write in Nashville. And that's just funny. That's hilarious to me because like, look at her now, you know, she's like, Sarah is now like people will come to me now, you know, and be like, hey, can you set up a write with Sarah for me? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the amount like, of times you know, I get asked if I, I will uh, send a song to Sarah or Priscilla. And I'm just like <laughs> new I phone mean, who dis. Um, people say that. Do people really do that? They really ask you to do that. I have yeah, hundreds for of sure. messages. Is it people that you're friends with that you're close to that like? Yeah, both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I have probably in the hundreds of messages now that I've been. Um, that blows my mind. I've been asked that. Um, 
And the I told her to get Priscilla on the show. I, oh, but I got, but I have, I've talked to Priscilla before. It's not well, like see, I don't know her, but I know how busy she well, is. Well, see, and that's how I am. Like, yeah. I don't take it, I don't take it personally if she doesn't answer a text yeah. to me or something. But I've known that girl for like six or seven years. Yeah. And I was joking one night at a show here recently because we have a couple songs written together with mm-hmm. Dustin. And so I played one and I was joking. It was, t- I mean, if anybody in this freaking room knows me, I said, does anybody out there know Priscilla Block? And everybody, you know, woo. And I'm like. That's the one that bitch didn't cut. <laughs> I, re- I remember. Hey, we're all hey, we're all sitting on a song that Priscilla you didn't cut. Dead dies on me, and I left. Like literally just joking, <laughs> and somebody came up to me afterwards, and I felt like they thought that I was really being ugly, and well. I was like, God, I was like, if she was in the crowd, she would laugh. She, she would fucking it. laugh. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Funny. Like she would not have. God, thought that's me, fucking funny. I can't imagine anybody actually asking you to pitch stuff or send stuff to her, like. They really do, and I. But I think like the the moral of this segment is that it's really talking about class. When you move here, people say you know find your class of people. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that is really what kind of happens. Like in the last, for me personally, in the last year or two, I've kind of seen that. And the people that I first became friends with, I've seen their successes, Mm -hmm. and it it gives you a little. It gives you some hope, you know. Like I finally. Close to them, even if you were just here at the same time, and you, you know just kind of kind of went out and did the same stuff they were doing. You still are happy. You were like, oh, yeah. you're happy yeah. for them, you because you know, you know where you have mm-hmm. to start. You know what it takes. You know, like yeah. as a songwriter, I finally got. You know, I don't have any big cut, like big success yet, but I've got a little push of hope. Yet. My friend Allie Colleen. Um, a dear friend, which I think she was supposed to be here today. She's done the show before, but we started too uh, early. Man, I really admire her because for one, she is one of like, I really mean this. I I don't say this about people if I don't mean it. Like she is, I've seen her do this with me. I've seen her do it with other people. She really supports people. Oh, you know, she really is very selfless. You know, she will push another songwriter. She gave me hope. And I don't even know if she knows it because she put a song that we wrote together on her album. It was my first cut, you know. To me, that meant so much. Like I, Which I was at a point. Um, Brianne, I remember I was at um, Lily. I was at Lily's house that night, and you were on the phone, and you said, "Kimberly, that song, Well Enough Alone." I heard it, and You're I love it. You're fucking kidding me. And I finally got my first cut, and that just gave me, I feel like God, you know, timing was there because I needed, last year I needed a ray of hope or something, you know. We all go through those points where, like, I wasn't at the point of moving home or anything, but I was like, man, something has to give. I've been here four years. That like, song was your ray of hope. That was my ray of hope. Yeah. It's a sad song, but it's like you, I finally got something you have cut. You blown? You want to have your mind blown? I would love to have my mind blown. It's been a while. Okay. <laughs> oh, my so, God. <laughs> I, ha- I, oh my I haven't God. done meth in a while. Just kidding. So. <laughs> so, when Allie did the show, she did it back in March. She sent me, uh, when we got done, she, she told me there was a song on the album that was... Go, going to fucking blow my mind. Like she's like, we was talking about heartbreak songs, just like gut runs, gut punches or whatever, right? Gut runches. What? Well, yeah, I got a little bit buzzed. Be quiet. Uh, Same. She <laughs> Cheers. Sends, she sends it to me, and I listen to it, and I message her back, and I'm like, this is a fucking song. This mm-hmm. is a banger, right? So, 
Uh, I do like a lot of the TikTok lives and all that kind of stuff, play it or whatever. That is the most requested song. Wow. That we have. Every time we have people come to the studio and hang out, anytime that I've had an artist come into the studio that I have shared it with, anytime, that is one of my favorite songs that I have had anybody share with me. I had absolutely <laughs> no idea till right now you were involved with it. Oh my gosh. None that, fucking at all. That blows my mind. Like that means so much to me because I mean I haven't you know, I didn't have any other cuts, you know, and I know it takes a while, but like and I know like, you know, cuts and numbers aren't everything. To me they're sure as hell not. But it gives you a push, you know, it's in the right direction, you know. So Allie really I feel like you know, that song I remember specifically, it was one of those rights. You know, Nashville's so weird because it's like, get together in three hours and write a song, you know, create. And to me, that's so backwards. I know it's a business and it's like, you know, you get together and create a song, but it's like you're asking someone to be creative on the spot. It's like, mm -hmm. it's weird. So we got together, we started, she brought up this idea and I was like, I love it. She knows I naturally lean towards sad songs, you know, like... I don't consider myself a really sad person. However, I am very, like I told you, I'm very, music. I'm very much a worrier. I grew up, I, I love the sad Keith Whitley, you know, the old George Lead Strait. Right. You know, I, like I, I said, I not to run this in the, the ground, like, but like, and I mean this not in a funny way because it's very serious to me. I am a huge Marshall Mather fans. I am too. Because he is such, there's, you may like him, you may not. If you don't like him, don't ever talk to me. But... <laughs> He, no one can tell a story. No one can tell their past the way he can. Yeah. Like, I can listen. I literally listen to him and I'll start crying. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% oh, about Nelly. It's I'm, weird. Did you I'm, say Nelly? Oh, yes. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> have you even heard He's Grills? You don't, fucking leave. Have you, you ever heard Grills? <laughs> you don't but, know the story. There's a reason. But what, really? a, you know, Allie, we got together. We wrote this song. She's like, I know you kind of naturally tend towards sad songs. I have this idea. And I'm like, let me hear it. And I was automatic. She's like, it's well enough alone. This is kind of the angle. And I'm like, I'm 100% in. We started writing that day. What I also like about Allie is she'll take her time. It's not like you have to finish the song in three yeah. hours. We we didn't finish. We scheduled another write maybe a month or two later. Didn't finish again. Scheduled a third or fourth write for this one song. I remember specifically I got off work. I have multiple odd jobs, you know. Got off work from cleaning this day. And I was going to this write. And I was feeling not discouraged because, like, I love Allie. I love writing with her, mm -hmm. um, you know. But I was feeling discouraged as in, like, am I even, am I a good co-writer? Am, am I, I am, am I contributing I anything? And I specifically remember, I'll never forget, my husband looked at me that day. I was just feeling down, you know. Mm -hmm. He was like, go to this right. Like, it's your first right ever. You never know. It could be your first cut. And I'm like, yeah, right. But I went and we finished the song, flash, flash forward like six or seven months. I'm cleaning at the same job. I'm literally specifically remember I'm mopping the floor and I get a text from Allie and she sends me this memo and she's like, hey, I'm like, it was like, hey, this is the master or it's almost mastered. And I'm like, what? She's like, I'm putting this on my album. And I was like, what? Mm. Like to me, that just, you know, that just made, that was everything to me. Like. Like 
I mean, I get emotional thinking about it because I just remember it was like a turning point. It's so funny, too, to hear you say that, like, we get so frustrated, like, going into rots because we want to finish a song in that day. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and um, I've been listening to, like, old records and, like, listening to, like, older songs and stuff that weren't singles. And Hugh Presswood is a writer that I adore, and he mm-hmm. wrote mostly all of his, his songs by mm-hmm. himself. And he would literally take a whole entire month, write a song, and turn it in. And those were always <laughs> the songs that got cut, the ones that he took the yeah. time on yeah. and yeah. didn't force it and made sure that every single line had the right word in it and mm-hmm. had the right phrasing and had yeah. the right... And he really was a craftsman about it. He yeah. didn't. It was his job, oh. and that was like... Oh, Party and we fest. just try to go into a ride, and like she yeah. said, in three hours, and get frustrated if we have to have a second or yeah. third. Yeah, and it really isn't. It's an art, though. It is like you have to make sure that it's like. Well, someone told me that Sam Hunt, yep. is notorious for finishing his songs with, I mean, numerous sessions, like, like takes time, six I've to heard ten that. sessions, and he only wants to sit down and write, like per session, maybe like forty-five minutes at a time. And there's some truth to that because you get you get mm-hmm. around to that second hour of writing, and you're yeah. like, my brain, like creative out. energy, like takes a lot out of you. Even though you feel like you're just sitting on a couch, looking at your laptop, staring at a blank page, that it takes a lot of energy out of you. I get back from write sometimes, and I just call my dad. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm notorious for I don't think I'm lazy, but I like to take <laughs> my naps every now and then. And I was like, Half I my have to sue me. <laughs> Oh, I used to be a big napper. I like my sleep. So I always sometimes, like, after ride, I'm like, I'm done. I can't do my – I'm in college, too, and so that's hard to, like, switch off, like, creative brain to, like, okay, let me sit on my laptop and learn how to create an Excel spreadsheet and, like, for business. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, how do you turn it off? But I think that doing those shorter sessions and understanding, you know what, it's okay for me to just end this right here today and come back to it mm-hmm. 10 more times yeah. until we get it. Cause a good song is worth that, but it's also important to know when a song isn't worth the, you know, extra five sessions. Um, yeah. I um, agree. I, I think, Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was no, just going to say, I think sitting it. with a song, you know, like it's mm-hmm. great when you can leave a session and be like, wow, we, that just came out. We did that. Mm-hmm. But sitting with the song, like my first, song that I have the only song I have out on my project right now it's called the fall song I remember I was on a writing retreat in Krivitz Wisconsin I think 2018 you know the first writing retreat I was ever invited to and we were all kind of doing our own thing and I just went out into the woods I remember I went out and sat in the woods and I was feeling very very depressed you know I'm around all these people having a great time but like I'm not feeling artistically fulfilled with Mm -hmm. myself with my own journey you know I'm not getting anywhere and I just started I was in that phase of like you know I had been trying to write things that people were gonna like finally I just sat there and this song flowed out and it was about it's called the fall song but it's about depression you know if you listen to it it's about you know it's like the leaves start to fall summer is gone I'm still trying to find where I belong that's literally how I was feeling. Like anywhere I was, I felt like I didn't fit in, you know. Um, 
and that the verses came out and I was I was meeting with my producer a little maybe a month later he's like hey I'd send him songs he's like great let's do those he's like what else you have I'm like well I'm kind of fiddling with this one but didn't think anything of it it was just like my own personal thoughts you know played it for him he's like he's like we have to do that one like how were you not going to do that song you know so it's just crazy you know how those I feel like to play off the fact kind of like we were talking about and Brianne was talking about like when you stop worrying about maybe what people are going to like and just do what you do there's going to be someone you know someone there's who likes a, it you know there's always going to be an audience for anything that is original and authentic yeah mm-hmm. there's going to be someone that's going to relate to something that you're saying or something that you're singing that is real and it's going to be just as real to them. Yeah. And it's going to mean something something yeah. to them. And you'll well, be shocked about, you know, who relates to it. You're mm-hmm. like, wait, there's other people that feel this way, yeah. you know? And it's times that, like, that course of that song I sat on for six, seven, eight months. I was in the bath one day. I have very specific remembers, memories. I was in the bath one day. All of a sudden, I got this this course. It's like, it's like... Um, is it gloomy in here? Is it just me? I jumped out of the bath soaking wet and I grabbed my phone and I recorded that memo. I was like, I told my husband, I was like, I just, he was like, what is going on with you? I'm like jumping out of the bath. He's like, I'm like, I just got the chorus for the fall song. He like forgot about what the song was because it's months ago. So I feel like, like you said, we don't, um, like Kaylin said here, Sometimes it doesn't have to be a quick session. Sometimes it is, and it's great. Like, that's what's great about Nashville. People can come together, and it's like, we created something. We're fast. We can turn this in. It's good. Sometimes you sit on it for a while, and then the right part comes, and it's like, wow, this is complete. You know, and I actually met Kate at like a this this writer's workshop uh, that our friend Barbara puts on, Mm -hmm. and I feel like something that stuck with me from that from that experience was when she said the best writers are people who know how to rewrite mm. their ideas. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me because the amount of times I've written a song like six, ten years ago that might not have, you know, been the right fit at the time. And then I look back and I'm like, man, you know what? I've met new writers and new people that I think would write that song title a lot better. It's been a new practice of mine but I think learning to rewrite titles and give songs that might have not been good the first time a second chance I think that's a skill that um it takes a lot of of patience because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings right like I've been in situations where I'm like man I don't know what to tell the co-writer you know who tried to write that song with me the first time but if you 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 can't copyright a title and especially if it was something that was personal to you and uh you're passionate about it like, I'm a big believer in, in taking your idea to another room and figuring it out because I don't like when people just throw away good ideas and throw away a song. They're like, oh, that, that was that. You know, mm-hmm. let me just sit on it forever. Well, and, you can't rush art. No. I mean, there's been paintings that are worth millions and millions of dollars now that took years to work. I mean, yes. years to paint. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't. Uh, it doesn't make sense to do it. What people do when they turn over their songs real quick is just part of the machine up here. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the process. It's just to put another dollar in somebody's pocket. It's not It's not real. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's fucking real. That's probably not the right word. It's not part of somebody's legacy. 
There's yeah. never been a song that la- is going to last 30, 40 years. It's not one of you're going to teach your grandkids about that took, that had no effort involved into it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, two God moments earlier when, um, you were talking about Allie and, um, connection and like something Allie and I connect on is like how we want everyone to know everyone. And, um, I remember I was talking to my mom earlier and then we brought it up again in the nail salon how I was telling my mom, I was like, man, you know, like, um, that something had made me really sad. I I can't even remember what it was now. And my mom said, isn't it okay? Like if your contribution and like what you're able to give is to be the bridge, Mm -hmm. like to be the bridge from one person to another. Mm -hmm. So that was a God moment because it's funny how many times that's like, come up today but also something that I very recently told a close friend is this year for me is about more coffees less writers and like absolute quality over quantity and like I I'm willing to write with less people I'm um you know I'm always going to give new people a chance but because that I would be a fool not to, but I have to like, for me right now and Kaylin and I just talked about this, like be a little selfish because there's a whole part of my life, this whole story that I've ignored that just happened and I haven't told any part of it. And it's going to take just a couple of writers that I'm going to be able to trust with it. And it's going to take, multiple rights on every song I already know it and I think part of me hasn't even started it just because of the fear of that very thing it's going to take longer but it's okay to just ask someone to coffee instead of asking them to write you know I mean I think that's the alternative Mm -hmm. and I I think that's more powerful sometimes yeah I respect that so much because after the Priscilla stuff like it's crazy like my choices and in writers increased by a hundred billion percent the, to what it had been. Mm-hmm. And like the people that I found the most inspiring and the people that I immediately wanted to switch to a write were the people that asked to take me to coffee yeah. instead of write because I knew why they wanted to write. It was the, the proxy and, yeah. and the cuts with, with her. Well, we have a friend a mutual friend, his we call him John John. His real name oh, is John Stevens, says, but he calls <laughs> he he considers himself himself the John. So he put two in there. Yeah. Anyways, he he's one of those people like he just has this energy about him. He'll take you to coffee. He'll sit there and he not he talks a lot. So sometimes not the best listener, but he just is really personal. And everybody mm-hmm. that I'm that he knows absolutely falls in love with him and one day he he kind of helped me out and got me in a right that I I couldn't have got on my own and you know what he looked at me and he he gave me a really good piece of advice he's big on quotes you know John John yeah and he was just like you know what I'm I've learned it's not about it's not about getting in the room that you want to get in it's about how you got in the room Oof, I agree and when he said that that stuck with me because the amount of times I've been so just like pushy myself about trying to just man I just want to get in that room with those people but then I've gotten there and I gotten there the wrong way you feel it when you're sitting down and you're yeah you weren't ready for that situation (laughs) 
Whereas when <laughs> your face is a little red yeah. over there, Grant. I've been there before, man. That's the worst feeling in the entire world is whenever you get into a room mm-hmm. that you're like, oh, I want to be in that room, mm-hmm. and then you get there and you are not prepared and you are not ready. Yeah, and you can't contribute, and you, you feel, feel like this idiot. energy. Or you put pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you feel this energy of like these people feel like they're doing me a favor today. It doesn't feel like. I'm friends with someone here in the room who genuinely wanted to just yeah. kick it and, and see what's going on in life and write a song. And that'll affect your songwriting abilities. Like you said, that's when you start to feel that pressure of like, yeah. okay, now it just feels like an interview instead of a co-write. So like you said, it's kind of finding, like Kate and you both said, Kaylin, that it's like finding that, you know, that common ground, like meeting for a coffee or something. And Kate, I feel like that's something that you've are great at like you're so um genuine and helpful like you've tried to help me so many times you like you naturally like to connect people you're Thank not you. like yeah no I feel that way about you like you're not selfish with if you can you know be a bridge to someone you will and you're very knowledgeable I was just I was just saying the other day to someone I'm like I'm, I, we were supposed to grab a coffee the other day <laughs> but I overslept and all of that, you know, I woke up in whatever parking lot I was in for the night, and I was like, crap. <laughs> and I was like, Yo, um, that is the quote of but the like, It's not Walmart, I'll just say. I will not disclose where I park. TJ but <laughs> it's TJ Maxx, okay. Um, but anyways, but like, Kate will meet with anyone, I feel like, and just like anything you know, you'll you'll tell people. And it's like, that says a lot, though, because I've been in this town and what you know you've worked to know. You know, if you can save people the hassle of doing this or doing this or you'll give people a shortcut to something, you give them the tools you know. And that's really nice. Um, and that's, like, I think that's just a great thing about you, Kate. Is Thank that you. like No, I really mean that. Like, like you, you've done that with me so many times, like, with my releases and things I'm about to try to do. I'm not very... I'm trying to get better at um, the business side of music, you know, and I feel like you're good at that. Um, I kind of focus too much on, not that you don't focus on the art, but I find myself being so like, I just want to make art and like all this annoying stuff. Oh, you got John, no, Lennon, I, you got John Lennon written on your forehead. I, 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 <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like, your you need those friends that are like, no, but like if you do this, you know, you're like very smart and you try to help and that's, I really appreciate that because, like, I I need all the help I can get. I don't know about you girls. I I don't know know what I'm doing. I still don't know. (laughs) I, A, don't know anything. I read a lot. No, Kate, you're smarter than you. I give you a hard time, but you're a lot better than you think you are. I kind of wish, though, you, I didn't know you were going to medical school. I kind of wish, selfishly, I love your writing, but I kind of wish you would have done that because I'm a hypochondriac. And I need need that friend that I can text (laughs) and be like, my elbow hurts. Do I have elbow cancer? Right. How long do I have? How long do I have? Give me the. (laughs) I literally say all the time, I'm going to have to marry a nurse because I'm a hypochondriac. Are you too? Yes, very much. My mom one, Wait, so I'm can covered. we start texting so each yeah. other? Lee told me not long ago, he said that you were the male version of me and everything you have said. Did he really say that? Yes, he's like, y'all two are like, it's weird. Oh my God. There's been so many things, except you're talented. And I, well, yeah. thank you. I love yeah. Lee. I think he's a sweetheart. Um, Back on the, <laughs> he told, well, he told me you're one of his best no, he, friends, so apparently you're not. I love him to death. I no. I really, like the other night, I, or no, last night, I'm laying down and just got set. 
in the van. I finally got I finally got comfortable in the van. It's a process. Got comfortable, got in my sleeping bag, got placed, and I told my husband, I'm like, he's laying in the back. And I'm like, hey, um, I didn't tell you, but like I'm having some anxiety. He's like, oh my God, what now? And he says that because he knows I'm a hypochondriac. I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, I've lately been having like this pain in my right side of my chest. And like, he's like, just go to sleep. We'll talk about it in the morning. He's like, do not Google anything (laughs) because it's so Brianne. Now I'm going to have to text you and I hope you don't mind. Oh, it's bad. I have different symptoms every week. I already have things that are just like wrong with me anyways. (laughs) And I know what's wrong with me and I know what like the symptoms of the things are, but I always make it up like, oh yeah, today it's worse. It's probably something else. Oh, That's it always like, leads to something yeah. else. And I didn't know that about you. So our oh, lovely no, it's, host. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible I, life. Yeah, I'm telling you, every day <laughs> I wake up terrible. and it's just like. You're on your deathbed. Today's yeah. the terrible day. life. Yeah. Today's the fucking day. Like, it'll be right here. <laughs> And it's like the cirrhosis has took over. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that is my biggest. That is my biggest like hypochondriac face. Yeah. or whatever. Really? Is, that, is that the word hypochondriatic? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. That's definitely it. Yeah. So, but yeah, cirrhosis is definitely my biggest one. And I've been to the oh, doctor. Like I go regularly, and they're like, like they you, tell you're me fine. I drink you're too fine. Much. No, y'all. I've had a brain tumor. I'm not kidding. Since you I really was eight. One? Since in my head, like. I've had one since I was eight. Could it be, though? Since I was eight years old, in my mind, I've been on my deathbed. You know how that feels? Being a hypochondriac? I'm going to tell you all this, and then I want you all to pump me some songs. I really really want to go grab this out the bathroom, but I don't want to. I scratched my nose last night on the inside, and it bled for about a minute. Maybe yeah. just a minute. Yeah. And I took a Q-tip and I scratched <laughs> it. And I thought because I had been having a headache. Oh, no. Because I'd it's been like drinking all week. I was like, this is way too much blood. Hey. So, like, I just, like, I kept the Q-tip because I was like, when I get just back home, case. I'm going to go to the doctor and I'm going to ask him if there's way too much blood <laughs> in my nose up here. Like, if something mm-hmm. is, like, if I'm leaking from the brain. Hey, oh just God. from my personal I experience, I, I just want to let you know from experience, it is too much blood. And if you need help with funeral <laughs> arrangements, Brianne and I will help you. She's feeding <laughs> into your I want to be buried in a van. We will. <laughs> yeah, my dad's dead. Wait, 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 wait. One last thing. He knows the road. One last thing, just to get off the topic real quick of being a hypochondriac, because I'm, I'm one too. Are you a fellow? You are too. I, oh shit. Oh, don't even get my boyfriend started on it. He hates how many times I have to go to urgent care. But so. <laughs> But to get back to like talking about Kate connecting people to people, like to other people in town, you today chose to have four girls. So I just kind of want to bring it up that I think that's one thing that the female country music community in Nashville is missing that the guys are doing right. I think I've wow, seen, amen. I've seen so many guys, I'm dating one, that the reason why they're so successful is because they support each other and they're successful together. And they just go, they're just friends. Like, they take each other golfing, or they go play basketball, or they do something, you know, to, that's not music-related that makes them connect on some level. And I feel like, because, you know, but it's not... Been, and I get why there's not, though. Yeah. Because women have had to compete before. That's what I was going to say. It's not completely our yeah. fault, but I will say we have to take note of, okay, this has been, like, the, in the past how it has been, kind of just because of how radio has 
treated female industry, you know, people in country music. But now, but now you have, luckily, you got like, you got Miranda, you got yeah. Ashley McBride, you yeah. got the fucking high women that but, are yeah. goddamn amazing. Amen. Like, you've yep. got... You've got women that are supporting women now. You didn't used to have that. Like, there was mm-hmm. only room for so many women. Yeah. I, a lot of people don't know this, but I happen to absolutely love women, country, so our I. female country oh. music. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you do. We probably got the same taste in them. <laughs> Y'all are competing now. We, we will probably later. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, a woman singing a sad song. I'm telling you right now, it's the uh, the most beautiful, sexiest thing on the See, planet to I'm, me. I'm, that's why I'm obsessed with Holly Williams. I yeah. think that woman is the most talented mm-hmm. woman in this yep. town, and I don't give a shit who says she's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But check it, check it out. If you're okay, I get it that you protect your house. You should protect what's yours. Yeah. But my other thought has always been this: if you're afraid to give away something that you have or a contact that you have or a connection that you have, Mm -hmm. you are not confident enough in what you are doing. Because if you are confident 100% in the direction that you're going, then it won't matter who else... Who else can share that with you? Who cares if you're I, using the same manager, the same producer, the same anything? How so? I don't think that's true because the the person who's had the most talented, I uh, had the most talent in the past, ain't always been the person who's got the push. No, I I agree. All I'm saying is I have no problems. Yeah. Like so, I have to check myself yeah. when I'm not sharing something, um, and I don't mean words. I mean sharing like. Sharing a booking contact or sh- sharing oh, something okay. like yeah. okay, I because I have sharing to a producer question, like yeah okay. or a producer like is my motive like correct because obviously I'm threatened which means that has nothing to do with the other yeah. person I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing yeah mm-hmm. it's you. as simple as I, that I for misunderstood me. what you mean. yeah I misunderstood I feel you it's just about no you go ahead and sometimes I'm not threatened. Sometimes I'm just like, I had to work my ass off to get that phone number. You can work your ass off. That's the thing. Well, that's what sucks. You kind of want people to... um, Pay their dues. There's a part of the... Look, y'all, I need to find balance for sure. It's like you can... (laughs) I'm all about... It is balance. I'm just saying. I'm all about helping people, but... Love can build a bridge and stuff. I get it. I understand that yeah. too. Because I, I wish that I was a little bit more like that sometimes. Yeah. But you're you awesome. you you've worked it, you've been here for years, and you're like, man, I had and part of that is like once you finally do figure some stuff out, you're like, man, you've like you've earned that, you know? Yeah. So you yep. there is part of that. It's it's like helpful to help people, but also it helps them a little more sometimes when you let them figure it out on their own. Absolutely. You know, there's yep. just a part of that. Um I, I think some of them have to. There's a lot of these people um that I'm not gonna say they don't have uh any musical talent that are on TikTok that blow up on TikTok. Uh and I'm not talking about you you had like Trey Lewis who was already fucking super talented before Priscilla t- was super talented before mm-hmm. you had a lot of people that were super talented that some of these social media app, apps just exposed them that, mm-hmm. that that literally helped the world find out who they were um, yeah. but then you got some people that my fat ass can't sing my fat ass can't write I ain't got no music the good lord knew because I would have abused the shit out of it <laughs> they, I promise you I he's did. like wow uh, uh, rehab was not ready yeah no there would have been a lot of baby mamas and a lot of rehab stints I promise <laughs> you I, I would have gotten a lot of trouble 
Um, but there's a lot of them that reach out to me that they see some of the people that's been on the show mm-hmm. and they want to do the show and they want whatever. And I would rather sit here and talk to y'all. I would rather have what I consider a real musician. I would ra- I don't care if they have 2 million followers. When you listen to their stuff and you know that, man, you told some jokes, you did some stupid ass videos and your stuff is less than mediocre and then you got folks like y'all that are really talented that you just didn't play the game on TikTok or whatever like it just doesn't make sense to me well now I'm finding now I'm finding some TikTok artists not not Priscilla there's a lot of cases where this is untrue but I've seen cases that are true of TikTok artists falling into this trap of just being known as a TikTok artist. They are. Yeah. One dimensional. They are. And, and I'm, I've seen friends of mine that have had a lot of success and then they get these deals from labels and they're like, well, we want to really just hone in on the whole TikTok thing. And they're like, that's not what I do. I just happen to, that yeah. happened to be my, you know, vessel, my and vessel of getting right, But the difference in the difference in like those TikTok artists and Priscilla is that you hear 30 minutes of, I mean, 30 seconds of the song on TikTok and it's great. Put them but on then the you stage. hear the whole song and you put her on stage yep. and then put she's going to the whole entire thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah. The songs are wonderful. Like she's saying something and she's having fun yeah. doing it. And she's good at doing it. Yeah. She knows. That's the thing too with her. She had been doing that for years at Doghouse and for at Live Oak and all these other places. She was just grooming herself and growing herself the, and making the, herself she's, what she was going to be. Might I? There. Might I interject on that? Woo, Sorry, that was just my phone. You know, that's the nicest thing I own. And I just okay. threw it. I just have to. I just want to add on that. Sorry to interrupt, that's Priscilla. Right. I will say has really. She is an artist because she is grinded. You know, yeah. you see her yeah. on TikTok, and what you see is what you get. Yeah. I will say that is her a hundred, a hundred percent. But I'll never forget whenever the pandemic started. I was working this cleaning job. I told you I worked this part-time cleaning job. A lovely couple that has been very sweet with my music schedule and all that. But I was going out. It's you know a lot when the world was you know the rapture was happening. The world was ending. <laughs> People were like going back home and stuff. I'm like, I gotta go home for a few months. Priscilla's like, I'm desperate for money. I'm getting kicked out of my apartment. I will work your job for you. So I'm like, perfect. She worked. I will love Priscilla forever because one of the many reasons is she worked my cleaning job for me that allowed me to keep that job. She worked that job for me, and I'll never forget. I'm back home in Missouri during the pandemic, and I'm seeing TikTok. I'm like, what is TikTok? And then I just see Priscilla and she like blew up on there while she was working this job for me. She had like videos of her cleaning this, my boss's house. You know, she's in their shower. She's being herself. Mind you, she signs a record deal during this time. She's like, calls me and she's like, uh, yeah, you going to come back to your job? (laughs) So like, (laughs) mind you to say, I had to come back to that job because she signed a major record deal while I was... (laughs) <laughs> Lee, Lee, Lee got her to come down to the shittiest bar in Georgia. It's called Frank's in Uvalda to play a writer's round yeah. with, a, with a couple of people. I had seen her on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> this is like five, six years ago. And I'm sitting there, and she uh, opens her mouth on that stage in this yeah. little shitty bar in front of 20 people. And I am just like, I'm blown away. She was just so good. And I it just took me I'm I hated seeing people say 
She only blew up because of TikTok. Eventually, she would have blown up anyway. Well, that's the thing yeah, about it. It's yeah. like, she but she's a great example of someone yeah. who can take that as the vessel yeah. and then be like, yeah, nah, nah, yeah. bitches. Like, I'm more than that. And it is, you know, that it takes. Anno- that's annoying for me, too, because I mean, yeah. I was one of the people, too, that was here watching her at all the stages that I was playing, too. But she didn't cut that and fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a bitch. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Brian. Oh, God. I personally know she thinks you're super talented because one day we were sitting at your show. I remember vividly we were at... Your I, think, memory, I want that's I do all have I'm great taking away today is that I want a memory like I have great memory and it's unfortunate because I'll remember things like my husband did five months ago oh and God. I'm like you remember when you said that that was really hurtful and he's like what I will remember anyways that we I were die. sitting at doghouse I believe it was doghouse me Sarah and Priscilla and you played and I was like damn I like I'm there was still when you weren't talking to me Brian <laughs> and it was like there was a phase, don't deny it. And and you weren't, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't getting the time of day. Just because I knew and you were married. And I was, married, I was, I was <laughs> you weren't trying to get hurt. I, I wasn't trying to do that again. I was like, I was Lee like. should have warned you not to flirt, I, not my fat No, no, no. Priscilla <laughs> turned to me and she was like, who was that again? I'm like, Brian Young. She's like, she's so good. She's like, so I, I, good. and Priscilla can come at me if she didn't say this. I'm like, she's like, I want to write with her. I'm like, you should, but I'm pretty sure I was like, but she won't write with me. <laughs> she won't write with anybody. <laughs> she won't, good luck with that one. But no, like I, I, I Kaylin, I apologize. I haven't, I wouldn't have written with her. I haven't met, for Dustin. I haven't met you yet till today. I've heard great things. Kate, I think you're wonderful. I think you're a great writer because we've written, we've only written a few times. I know we've known each other yeah. a while, but I love how like Kate is not afraid. She's Kate. Kate is not Kate's afraid. Kate. One time she was in the room with, I'm sorry, I keep saying Kate Hastings. She was in the room with Josh her doer partner, and we were writing for the first time, and Josh says something, and she's like, Josh, don't ever say that again. I would never say that in a song. Which is funny because... And I love that boldness. <laughs> but I'm now trying did to stop. Did you just put lipstick on? Yeah, I did. You got a problem with that? Why did you pick now to put lipstick on? Do you not know she, that, she Kate? Had it on I had it on faded. earlier. Did you not at, know at 4.45 every day Kate puts lipstick yeah, on? Yeah, it's a thing. Okay, good for I'm you. I'm super... Stitches. Stitches. Super. Not. I'm not as Michael. As Michael Scott says, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I will say though, to the thing, I have, I am working on treating others better in rights because I feel so (laughs) convicted in, like, I do feel so much passion Mm. that sometimes, like, holding it back is hard, and that is not the right decorum or how I want to go out at all and when earlier you were saying you like know a lot of things or something or you're good at the business side I have literally like to speak to Josh Beal like what makes writing with him so amazing is that he's such a better musician than I am I have to surround myself by better artists because some part of my brain is so business oriented. So I've had to be very like selective on who I write with because like that's the balancing act. It's a good, it's a good contrast to have. Um, I think that's great about you. You know, I've been in, we've, we've been friends for probably four years now, but we've only written a few times. 
but I think it's great because sometimes you just know what'll work and you're like, I'm not trying to leave, you know, we'll leave a right and be like, didn't speak up and like, I hate this song, you know? Yeah. And you but think at least about it you'll later. be like, this is better for the right. Um, Brienne, we haven't written yet, but I, I respect God, you your writing. Up, she brings us up every single time I see her. We do. And now I actually have to like, I literally kiss her on the face now every time. And I'm like, I seriously swear to God, I want to write with you. Like, I don't, hey, I, I got don't that believe idea. it. You and I have a write plan. We should just bring Kimberly. Kimberly. Oh my God. Yeah, did I in. just get, did I invite oh, yeah. myself? And to honestly, write? Kaylin, you should Y'all come too. Y'all can just write here while I go the to four, the The four of us should write because maybe, maybe that's. Every time I see Kate Hastings now, I'm just going to start singing Love Can Build a Bridge. Well, look, okay, since I'm the newbie, let's break the ice and play some songs so that hey. we just get to know I'm each other. I'm going to that take a better. call, so I'm going to be that person okay. <laughs> on a podcast. No, it's okay, good. Okay. We once you part of we are Brand, all of us here, right? Brand, now, make you, us cry. Right, I'm you already know. You already <laughs> like. I want a man in a Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> I already know what it is over Boom. there. Done. Jesus Christ. Performance over. Done. What more do you need? Her lipstick <laughs> is bright. Oh my gosh, that's what you're hung up on right because now. Because you can't fucking not see it. It's that's n- the point. It reflects. Well, we're, I'm also literally sitting in no, the. No, the dirt. sun's not even there anymore. Or, okay. It's behind the building. No, I, I can't. <laughs> Go tell ahead, Brianne. Well, Kimberly's cracking me up now. She told me I'm to make sorry. everybody cry, but I I'm actually, sorry. Do what you were gonna do. If you think you're coming on this show doing a happy song, you can go not, fuck well, yourself. It's, not, it's a little happy. It kind of is. And the, well, it can be happy. And the it irony well in it. The irony of it is. Does anybody know who Lisa Carver is? Yeah. Just me. Yeah. So I wrote this with Lisa Carver and Helene Cronin, mm-hmm. who are like some of the best sad song ladies in the whole entire world. But we get together and drink like a bottle of wine and write this fucking song. So I don't know what happened. I'm gonna with the fucking like it. Made. It doesn't matter. Make me cry, baby. But this is not a crying song. This is called "Pour a Little Love on It." <laughs> okay. And I haven't played it. Is out. it a bridge? <laughs> I've never played this song ever. Pour so a little love if on I my bridge. Up, y'all will not know. Everybody's got their own way of drowning pain I've been watching you and the things you use to wash it away It's sharp and clear as a broken bottle You tried it all and nothing works You keep waking up tomorrow And it still hurts So pour a little love on it Pour a little love Get stuck there stumbling down that old lonely road I tell you the truth straight up now baby Cause I know how it feels I'm gonna hold your heart keep feeling it up Until it heals Pour a little love on it Pour a little love Don't it? Don't it? 
you gonna do when the whiskey ain't enough? Pour a little love on it. What you gonna do when you feel like giving up? Pour a little love, pour a little love on it. Pour a little love on it. Feels a little better, don't it? Don't it? When you pour a little love. That a girl. Woo! Yeah. You know what I like. Oh, you damn sure do. <laughs> There's nothing you have played me yet. I swear. I just love. I love everything That's about so you. That's so good. Thank you. Yeah, it's and it's catchy. so catchy. Yeah. That's a that's a crowd song for sure. That's uh, one I've never written before. Hey, everyone has to have one of them. Yeah. I know. That's my chant song. Sing it with me. Pour a little love. <laughs> Sing it for Sing me. It. Your turn. Oh. All right, Miss Kimberly, what you gonna what you gonna do for me? You know, it's always a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I got a feeling a lot with you is, to be honest with you. I don't know. It's probably the appeal to you though. I literally know any I don't know anything. I've um Besides, uh, you know, Keith Whitley songs. Oh, please. Don Williams. Oh, please. It goes in this, in no particular order, but George Strait, Marshall Mathers, Keith Whitley, Don Williams, Leon Womack, mm. Jimmy Buffett. Have you ever gone down that People don't. Have you ever gone down that rabbit hole until you found The outlier for me. Yes, like, nobody in his right mind would have left her. Oh, Keith Whitley sang that song. Had to be crazy to say goodbye. Keith Whitley and George Strait both released that. Amazing. Yes, I say Jimmy Buffett because, for one, I'm named after a Jimmy Buffett song. Shout out to my dad. He went to Paris, married an actress named Kim. That's where I got my name. Um, and I respect him very much. Most of you know Margaritaville, Jimmy Buffett, I assume. Mm-hmm. Do not just let that be the depth of it. He's very, very much a well-written songwriter. I find his story fascinating. I kind of, I find it very um, intriguing and like hopeful. You may not know as a listener that Jimmy Buffett actually started in Nashville as a songwriter, a country songwriter. Things weren't working out for him. You know, the industry wasn't really accepting him. In 1971, Jerry Jeff Walker was like going to Key West. I don't know why, but he's like, hey, come with me. Jimmy Buffett's like, sure, I have like nothing else to do. Went to Key West. Little did he know that was his fate. Like that was like God's timing for him. Because many many people know he's very much island, you know, like all that. So 1971, Jimmy Buffett left Nashville. Nashville was not opening arms to him as a songwriter. He went to Key West in, in 71, fell in love with Key West, you know, lived his life, lived a few years there, started just, like I said, you know, you just write about what you know, what, not what people particularly want. He fell into his own in Key West. Jimmy Buffett started writing about like what was inspiring him and everything. So the album A1A, if you're familiar, great album. He wrote because he moved to moved to um, Key West. Wrote about his life and his experience there, and that's like what birthed Jimmy Buffett. 
I think that's fascinating because wow. like and you, you just think, said I know nothing. You think you no, move no. you think you move somewhere well, and you're like really think probably. about that. Jimmy Buffett like he moved here to be a songwriter, you know, like all of us do and then you know things weren't really, you know, it wasn't like things weren't falling into place for him. So he stepped away what probably felt like a setback for him, but he really found his own that way. Wrote about what he knows. Some of his greatest song. If you've ever listened to Trying to Reason with Hurricane Season, that's about his life living on an island and just what he experienced. Um, So I'm very much inspired by that kind of writing. I'm inspired by a lot of things, but... Here's, um, I guess I'll play a song that, um, this is a song that's going to be on my, my EP I've been working on. <laughs> People that know me know this EP, Brianne understands. It's a work in progress. Girl, when you were talking earlier about being patient, I swear to God, I th- we, Brianne I and I have the same producer, same producer. very talented. No like, way. I'm just going to say, I'm speak for the both of us. Like people, I, I, he'd be embarrassed if you listen to this. Misa is oh, a yeah. genius. I oh, feel like so no one can understand him because he's no. beyond. Well, so Misa yeah. and I literally, when we first met, I had no clue who he was. Right. He was at a Cree Harrison show playing guitar. And afterwards we were at Edgefield at the bar. And like, I'm really weird around people like that. Like, I mean, I was friends with Cree and them, but like she was with friends that were a little like, higher tier that yeah. night for me to just go over there and act like I belonged. Right. And so I'm standing over there with Misa talking about George Jones and Beaumont and drinking whiskey. Right. And then um, that led to him like YouTubing me or yeah. like Google because I was talking about music too. Yeah. And he knew I was from Texas. So then that grew to us like hanging out and just like recording at his first house. Still had no fucking clue who he was. Right. Like still just like went over there and liked to play guitar with him and like liked to drink whiskey with him and hang out. Right. And he's really weird, like me too, just like to where like we could sit there and go down. We could watch an old George Jones concert on YouTube for two hours and we were both so happy and completely content in what we were doing. (laughs) But So this was probably like seven years ago. And like we talked about making music and I was like, dude, I'm broke. I'm so poor. Like I can't afford to pay anyone to do anything for me right right. now. And so then like... I start saving up a little bit and he's, he's a little bit more adamant every time we talk and he's like, just come over and like, we'll just do demos of you playing the guitar and we'll we'll hear the songs and we'll find the right songs. So then fast forward seven years, or like, I love that you say flash forward. It's my favorite. I'm going to (laughs) start saying flash forward now, but so (laughs) flash forward (laughs) to like us hanging out at the new studio and we did. We ended up paying some guys to come out and do like a live recording of six songs. Yeah. And they were the right songs. It was the right time. I had just started a new job. I had the money and everything was like, it was when it was supposed to happen. It's the timing. I'm learning more and more. It's about timing, you know. It is. Um, it's like we can get so impatient, but I, you know. And I trust him 100%. If I play him a song, I don't have any kind of creative brain of what it's supposed to sound like. Yeah. There's no, I, I don't know where we're supposed to take it. Yeah. I'm just like, this is what I did. Make it sound good. And when I w- when I was over at the studio, it's been a few months ago, I was sitting there, we were discussing my music. Um, and I saw on this little thing there, I saw Brianne Young and I was like, no way. It was your music. They were. It was like charts. I'm like, y'all are doing something. <laughs> y'all are doing something. I was genuinely something. happy. Like, you know, there's so much stupid jealousy in this town. 
And I was like genuine, like, you know, there was obviously there would be none of that, but I was like the genuine happiness. I was like, because I know you, you knew Musa before me, you know, like, and I was just so happy to see that happen, you know, and I can't wait to hear your music personally. I know, I can't wait to see it. I think it's going to be killer. Um, This is a song that I did release, uh, or I'm going to release, I recorded a release on this debut EP, you know, like, I don't know, it may get five streams don't really care but um this is a song that i wrote about my life um in that transition where i like i spoke about earlier in like 2017 i believe it was i was going back and forth from missouri to nashville every three or four days put a lot of miles on song came to me in the car just kind of reflection of my life it just poured out and um it made it on this debut project um that i'm put out soon it's called where my heart has been You don't want to go where my heart has been I can change my mind just like the wind You see silver, I see gold Never was good at doing what I was told You don't want to go where my heart has been I didn't leave home till 21 And there's still so much I haven't done I may fall, I may fail But my roots have raised me well Didn't leave home till 21 And I've been a liar, a cheater Lover, believer Let down so many times I can't recall some played me, some loved me, yes, some didn't want me, but I managed to make it through it all. Oh, now admit, you don't want to go where my heart has been. You don't want to see what my eyes have seen. The bad, the good, the in-between Seen love come together and fall apart People mitten and shatter hearts You don't want to see what my eyes have seen And I've been a liar, a cheater Lover, believer Let down so many times I can't recall some play me, some love me, yes, some didn't want me, but I managed to make it through it all. Oh, now admit, you don't want to go where my heart has been.
take a breath and soak it in And just thank God for where my heart has been Woo! Yeah, the sweetest little voice. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness gracious! It reminds me like it's because early of the Woodford graves. <laughs> oh my god! The sweet Casey oh, Graves. Really I love. Woman, that's my too. favorite face. Oh, Leanne Womack yeah. is yeah, the queen. Yes. That's all I aspire to be is Leanne Womack. If you're listening. Leanne Womack is just a different beast to me too. There's like, no I love one. Her bluegrass stuff. What's hilarious? She can do oh, it yeah. all. What's hilarious is like amazing. she'll do this crazy run and i'm in the car like thinking i can do that or just when or just when she just holds a note sometimes she when she does lord i hope this day is good well even when she just holds lord for like it feels like 10 minutes when she holds that (laughs) it makes me want to go talk to him you found the lord (laughs) you like i just saw jesus it makes me go it's like it's hard to do Don Williams, but Leanne Womack can. Yeah, she kills it. Y'all know the terminology. I don't, but it's almost, it's when you sound like you're giving out of breath. When you're what? When you're like what? When it sounds like you're giving out of breath, the gasp. Oh. I call, I don't know the terminology, but I call that Tammy one hand. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. We call her Tammy. Whatever that oh is. We, we just call that the Tammy. Well, whatever, the Tammy. Well, the what? Tammy, the Tammy, you mastered the Tammy. That's, oh, God, I love that shit. I oh, love that okay. shit. I forgot. I just want to add this. I don't want to close this without adding George Jones. Jones is also also on my list. George Jones oh, is also on your list. Yes, in, your top. in no particular order. You. George Jones. I don't is on know. There. You said some stuff about Leon Womack that makes me think there's an order. You got like Allison. What Krause did I? Allison Krauss. Okay, I'm sorry. You can't touch Allison Krauss. Yeah. I mean, I have George oh, Jones tattooed onto Allison. my body, so I mean, I think that oh there is God. a list for me. If time. drinking, if drinking <laughs> like, don't yes. kill me, her memory will. You were the only person that replied when I put that on my story a few weeks ago. I put a clip of George Jones singing. No, I just put a clip of him singing that song, and you're the only. Because that is my favorite song. And I'm like, Brianne would reply. Used to be Tennessee whiskey until 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 it got over. Until Chris Stapleton cut it, and everybody thinks it's everybody. It was my favorite song. I've wrecked the truck to that song. My favorite song. Not like bad. Like it was. I was literally about to wait. I literally was about to pull into a driveway, and I was. Fucked up, but I was. It's like a them big uh, azalea bushes or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> like literally, it's not even it. bad. It wasn't even like a bad wreck, so you can't be like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, like God. I had some. It was bad a little fender bender. Yeah, it was just like I was real sleepy coming home from the bar, I riding dirt roads, whatever it was. It was like I hid an azalea bush. Listen That's to the George softest Jones thing you could hit. Yeah. I hate to I be the it. person that quotes The Office all the time, but I am that person. So that it. reminded me of like the Office. I have flaws. Occasionally, I'll hit someone with my car. So sue me. It, it fucking happens. Okay, speaking of George Jones, Brianne, "Color of the Blues" though is my favorite George Strait song. I really? mean, George Jones strong, song. "Color Jones. of the Blues." I, and I like some of the cheesy ones too that he didn't write. Which like, ones? Oh, one of my fa- her name is. Have you ever heard that? I, I like listening Wait. to him and Dolly do Blues Man. Ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. Y'all heard him and Dolly do Blues Man, Drinking Don't Kill Me right? is my favorite Yeah, I have, I've it, heard it like live. live. Yeah, I, And then I love, yeah. I if love. If Drinking Don't Kill Me is a good one. Though. That's probably my favorite. But I, because I like, I like watching people's faces whenever I sing it. Whenever Wait, like. I want to fucking yeah, just get drunk with you, Brianne, the rest of the night you now. Say, just so you do George Jones the songs. whole, oh, the whole town knows George's. 
Kayla, why don't no, you grab a guitar? I'm drunk again. Grab a guitar, why don't you do a song? I just say. Oh, you mean grab a guitar? Uh, wait a second. Well, one of y'all mind, if y'all care. mind if she plays one of your guitars. Oh, do, do oh my God, please. please someone play. play someone that can't. Please, someone that can play this, play I. Oh, I don't I, I, I knock that well thing into everything. Life, I think I just say that I'm home. I think you yeah. Man, a pick is definitely. Somebody's finna have to use the phone, so I don't know what she's doing. But no, she does that, he does that song. Um, her name is Mama. it's just a bass. I haven't played this song in forever, but since you said you wanted to cry. He doesn't say uh, I'm going to put my lyric over here. We definitely like cry songs. I've been. So since you being on this show, they've heard Kate sing on here. I've been staying pretty happy with with my songs recently, which is surprising. It's a new thing I'm trying. It's a bass note. But so I have to look up my sad song. But I got. Well, you can play whatever you're comfortable. You don't have to do just sad songs. Oh, just I trust. Trust me. I feel like I'm on an episode. I know. As you drunk history. Oh my god. I think we're we're in trouble. Play us a song. In first grade, I fell down in the driveway. I scraped my knee, and Dad ran out with a band-aid. He sat down beside me, out of there on the concrete. Just let me cry and wipe my tears away. He spent my whole life setting the ball. For the man who gets to have my heart So if you want to take the hand that he held first Well you have got to be the man he showed me I deserve And if you're going to love me like nobody ever will Then baby you've got big shoes Spent two years betting my heart on someone who swore he never felt more in love. But on the day he walked away, all his words lost all their weight. But deep down I knew how it would end up. Cause I know that I know when love feels right. Since I've seen it in my father's eyes Oh, if you want to take the hand that he held first Well, you have got to be the man he showed me how I deserve And if you're going to love me like nobody ever will and baby, you've got big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. When it's time to give up his last name, well, dear, whoever's standing in his place. Take the hand that he held first You have got to be the man he showed me how 
I, I I will tell you something. Thank uh, you. I'm I'm very <laughs> I'm known for something on this show, and it's uh yes. for judging a book by its cover. <laughs> but that I'm also I'm I, I'm also known for admitting when I'm wrong. Okay. I thought you was gonna be very poppy princessy. <laughs> you just uh, that was not at all what I expected. That was extremely. Extremely good, darling. I'm I'm sorry that I even had that concept in my head about you. You know what? It's okay. I'm gonna forgive you because I've written pop princessy, but that's not like you should do that. The stuff (laughs) that's not the stuff I connect with. No, that I'm telling you that right here. I don't. uh, I'm sorry. I even thought that way. Oh my gosh! Don't be sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I didn't know. That's what Nashville is. Everyone, everyone yeah. judges a book by its cover, and that's yeah. what's cool about this. Town. My bad. My bad. I've Thank had you. <laughs> Your voice is phenomenal. Too. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Got a big old. I haven't played that song in so little. long. I, I had to. Enough, I had to do that to Kate. Did y'all know that? Shusher. What? Do what? Shusher. No, no, no. Uh, so <laughs> we all have to do that. By the way, Kate's on the phone. She already knows I said this about her though. Uh, on the show that we did. Uh, I had never met her before. Um, Lee loves her to death and wanted me and her to meet. And uh, ended up doing a show at his apartment one day when I was down here in October. And um, after meeting her, hearing her story and everything at the end of it, I had to tell her the same thing. I was like, Kate, I thought I was just going to just not like you. <laughs> not, I, not as a person, but I got yeah. the appeal of her by the end of it. She's not somebody I could sit here and all day, every day, listen to. But mm. if I wanted to go have a good time, she's a very good time to go listen to. She's yeah. very talented as well. Yeah. And I, that's about the best compliment I can give somebody is yeah. I would go pay a ticket for any of y'all. Yeah. Wow. A- anybody sitting here, I would listen to any of y'all songs. Uh, I would get drunk with any of y'all. Man. <laughs> Sometimes you got to peel back the onion. Is that a threat you, or a promise? Oh, you don't want to start that. <laughs> are, are we all going to Santa's or not? I am the wrong one to start drinking <laughs> with. I don't know when to stop. Hey, we got Kimberly's van. We ain't got to go nowhere. Oh, we got the van, Just you know? There. We'll end up if there's by a the bed, river. Y'all, there's a bed. We can park anywhere y'all want to live. Or here there's a whole ass, yeah. there's a whole ass uh, Airbnb with an apartment upstairs. I was going to say, this, pla- the van. this place is so nice. Yeah. Why do I feel like a cute little like neighborhood of just like, Flip school buses in Nashville <laughs> would be so popular. Yeah. Neighbors would be nice sometimes, you know. Like that would actually be really like 21st century, but like very cute. The school, I feel the like school I'd buses are like luxury. There. There's so much room for activity. Yeah. In a school bus, I love seeing people. The van flip is very things. limiting, you know. Like it's like people flip vans too, though. The, I've seen the guy, too. I love it. the guy that we had here this it's week, uh, his name's Brian Martin, the one you did the show I love with. Love him. Yeah, he's so good, right? Uh, he just bought. Um, he just bought a. It's like a cargo van. He's yeah. doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. He's doing the same thing to it. I get it. I I wanted to at one point in time to uh, to buy one, put all the equipment that we have in it, and have a separate studio than what I have in Georgia. Mm. That way, when I got ready to go. But then again, this is to me. I don't have to pay for this though. Yeah. Like we got sponsors for the show. If I had to pay for this, we we we'd be it'd be smaller. Hey, we would be in a lot smaller. We'd be in Lee's apartment is where we'd be at. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I'm a cheap, cheap bastard. Hey. I do I do not like it. Uh, this is great. Thank y'all. Thank you so much for having no, us. No, um, I just I like real. Like I said at the beginning of it, uh, she stole my heart. 
the, for the when I first met her, her story, the first couple lines of her songs when I heard her, and then when we actually hung out, and I got to hear her, uh, just her whole story. And then Lee told me about you, and then I trusted Kate with you because she won me over. She was right about you. Uh, I just want to push real people. If, if you've got all these companies that are spending all this money, and you've got these people on social media that, I'm not going to say everybody doesn't deserve it because we all know people that do. But there are a lot of people out there that a lot of us shake our head when we see what they're getting. Yeah. I want to push the people that I feel like deserve it. Well, thank you so much. Um, I think I speak for all of us. Thank you for giving us an outlet and an avenue. Yeah. Um, personally, this is my first podcast, so thank you. Well, we're going to have y'all definitely um, back on. Yeah, it's awesome to be able to just talk about art, you know, and about, you know, the origin of stories and where we all came from and how we find, like, common ground in this town. Um, so thank you so much. You're welcome. You should have us on After We All Write Together. Yeah. Well, you know what the oh. idea Sounds like a homework was assignment. for everybody. Uh, I'm just throwing this out here. I don't know what y'all got to do. Uh, tomorrow is the last night in town, but what everybody that has we have talked about so far is uh, we want to do the art of songwriting tomorrow night. Mm. It is the last night we was going to be here. Mm. Is we were going to set up a couple more mics around this table. Uh, uh, Justin Dukes, Matt McKinney, Ethan Phillips, um, all of us, we're just going to sit here, a couple bottles of whiskey, some beer and everything. Shoot the shit. And just shoot the shit. Is this an invite? I'm confused. I'm inviting all y'all. <laughs> Is it an invite? Because and we're just, just going to turn. Coming. Everybody can bring their significant other, whatever you want to. Uh, and we're just going to turn this on. And if turn something, good, if something good comes on out of it, great. If something doesn't, who gives hey. a shit? Wait, I, does I got, Hastings not have to sing a song? Hastings. Hold the yes, you know. Sorry, does Hastings? Oh, I'm not going to. Um, You're not feeling like it? Not feeling Hastings creative. is looking a little eight mile over there with the hood up. <laughs> the hood up. This is my Gangster. boyfriend's hoodie, by the way. Yeah, and her Casually. boyfriend because she sent me his number because we, you know, we all write together. Yeah. Her, her boyfriend is saved in my phone as Matt Gorman with a heart, and now I have on his hoodie. So I just think things are progressing. Yeah. So I feel like that's what I. That I mean, I'm just reading the signs. Well, like, like <laughs> Miss Still Your Man. Um, <laughs> Hey, so what? Did we get a formal invite to tomorrow's? Yeah, I want y'all to come. I would love. Thing. I will sing tomorrow. If y'all um, have anything I, going on, I'll I, uh, cancel everything. If you see that minivan yeah, creep up, everything. don't be creeped out. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, y'all can stay here. Cool. <laughs> Wait, tomorrow night is a songwriter slumber party? Yes. Wait. Fuck yeah! Did I bring it is. my blow up mattress? That's the name of the episode. Will there tomorrow be tomorrow night? Is song songwriter slumber party. party? Will there yeah. be more Woodford? Yeah, girl. Yeah, you, fuck you yeah, there will be. Are you bringing and, our boyfriend? And I'll show y'all. <laughs> and I'll show y'all when we get done. But literally, our studio paid for the upstairs. I haven't even been up there. It's a whole loft with beds and everything. So yes. everybody's got to drink shower? and drive. Damn. Everything. Yeah. What? Actually, yeah. you have a DD. What? Uh, hey, I I have been sober now. Hold on. Um, How long have you been sober? This is hasting on the mic, and I have officially. No one cares about your sobriety, but congratulations. Hey, I did make before 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 you put your guitar up before you. Put well, my parent my parents were in like a you know a bit of a a bit of an accident, if you will. Before you put your guitar up. 
What song were you two a while ago when I about lost my shit? Were y'all Wait. singing together? Nobody was- in his right mind. <laughs> I don't know how to play. I don't know how to play either. Nobody oh, you y'all in his right mind. Well, tomorrow night. Left her. I had to be crazy to say goodbye. Nobody in his right mind would have left her. Even my heart was smart enough. To stay behind. And that's all y'all get. And that's, on, and that's on Keith Whitley and George Strait. Thank y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. <laughs>